Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. My name is Brian Rushing. The guy across the table's name is... Corky Franks. And check this out, Brian. I know everyone can't tune in Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNCRadio.com, 101.1 FM, or 1450 a.m. And that's why we have some great news for the listeners. That's right. You can now get our podcast on SoundCloud as well as Spotify and Apple Music. It's fantastic for you. We do the work. You get the enjoyment. So enjoy. Coach, thank you for joining us this morning. Um, You've gotten through the regular season. You're preparing your club to go to High Point, North Carolina for the Big South Conference Tournament. If you could, address the listeners this morning the import of postseason baseball, the excitement, the fanfare of going to a conference baseball tournament. A uh, very exciting time uh, for, I think, for players, coaches, uh, players' families. I mean, you just kind of feel it, uh, you know, it means more. Uh, not that the regular season isn't very important, but it just means more. It's, it's a time of year where it's winter, you go home. And... For some guys, you're playing to extend your career as long as possible. Uh, you've always got some seniors that, you know, when they, when it's over, it's over for good. And you want to extend that as long as possible. And, and I think when you're, when you've got a good program and you're winning and you're competing, uh, that makes it that much more fun and exciting this time of year. And, and you just hate to see it come to an end and, and we've spent nine months together and, and, you know, the guys, you band together, you know, you're competing with your boys and uh, you're playing for all the marbles. And I just think that there's so many different things, levels and reasons why it's uh, an exciting time. And uh, the guys look forward to it. Well, that exciting time was actually um, about a week early for you guys this year as the schedule makers, they got it right. Mm -hmm. Putting together Campbell and USC upstate at the tail end of the year ended up effectively serving as a primer, sort of a lead into the conference tournament as you guys basically duked it out for an entire weekend, trying to see who was going to win the regular season championship coach. Was that something that if you had to do it your way, that you would have preferred to do it that way, or would you have wanted to go a different direction? Well, <laughs> it's mixed emotions about it, and I'll tell you why. Uh, you know, I've had years like where maybe you have a non-conference series the weekend before the tournament, and <clears throat> one of the things that that allows you to do is kind of organize your pitching a little more, uh, rest some guys if you need to, but uh, put yourself in position to, you know, be your most rested going into the tournament. Um at the same time, there's something to be said for playing with meaningful games and playing with importance going into the tournament. And you can't really play much more meaningful games than we just played. Uh, both teams, I think, were taxed to the limit. Uh, you know, just talking with Coach Herrick Campbell, uh, he and I spoke a little bit uh, later in the evening on Saturday, just kind of honestly complimenting each other on what a great series it was uh, and complimenting each other's teams, but then also <clears throat> talking about how we both need a few days off because we're both just 
physically and mentally spent. Uh, I know that we, you know, I've been here four years. <clears throat> Campbell's been the cream of the crop in the league. Uh, that's who we set the bar for. I mean, that's who I circled when I took the job. I said, we're going to compete for championships. we got to compete with Campbell. Um, we haven't done a great job competing with them. Um, I think this year we saw we can play with them. And uh, I think our guys went into Thursday with believing that we could play with them, but, you know, still some unsureness and came out of the weekend knowing we could play with those boys. I mean, they both teams know that if you don't play well, you're going to get beat. So Mike, Mike, I, I, it was good and bad. Mike McGuire here with us this morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Now, Coach, the one thing about it is, okay, if you clubs weren't familiar with each other going into this tournament, you're certainly familiar with each other now. And add to the fact that two of the three games went to extra innings. Um, Coach, do you think the familiarity benefits your club, or do you think it perhaps gives Campbell a bit of an advantage? I think it probably helps our club as much as anything is because the way the games went, it's going to be fresh on our mind that should we meet in the postseason, and we, you know, we expect to. I, I don't think either one of us expects that to win a Big South championship without without beating the other one a time or two. You know, I think that uh, we both feel that. Not not to take anything away from Winthrop or Gardner Webb, but I think we both feel like. You know, that's got to happen. And so, you know, I think the fact we've <clears throat> played so recently, you know, so many grueling uh, games against them, uh, you know, that there wasn't a lot of love lost between the two of us beforehand. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be at another level by the time next weekend is over. Well, I w I, yes, I, I would say that's probably the case. Coach, I, I can say this from an outsider's perspective. Uh, maybe the coaches – may or may not necessarily feel a particular way about having the top two teams in the conference face off against each other in the final weekend prior to the conference tournament. But I can tell you, from this broadcaster's standpoint, that made for some phenomenal coverage last weekend. I thought it was three really dramatic games. I thought it was exactly what you would want to end the regular season with from the conference's standpoint. And if it's just a foretaste mm -hmm. of what's coming up from the conference tournament, it's going to be a real Donnybrook. Now, now, Coach, let me ask you this. How familiar are you with the ballpark in High Point? And what do you think about the layout or the dynamic of the ballpark does it seem to benefit your club? Is your club kind of built in such a way to where you should thrive in that ballpark? Kind of give me your thoughts on that place. I think it's a, I think it's a very nice ballpark. We played there last year. Uh, tournament was there last year. I think it's a nice ballpark, fair ballpark. I like the park. It's very fan friendly. It's a good venue. The players like it. Um, you know, so that part of it, I like, uh, the, uh, it's turf, um, you know, which um, it, I get why you, you play a tournament at turf field. It, obviously, from a weather standpoint, uh, helps ensure you get it in. Uh, I'd prefer natural grass if we had the option. Um, I think it's – I think the better defending team, uh, it's more advantageous to play on grass. 
and uh, and that's what I think of us. I think we're pretty special defensively this year. We've been pretty special defensively, um, especially you know our left side of our infield, uh, Cole Caruso and Troy Hamilton. Uh, most of the year is it, that's that's pretty special left side. Uh, most most uh, baseball programs in the country would kill to have our left side defense. Um, I think uh, well, I think we're a better defensive club than Campbell, so I think that's an advantage to them playing on turf. That's what they play on uh, their ballpark is turf. So, but we play on turf enough that you know I think it. Uh, it's not like we're not going to be used to it, uh, or we're going to be at a disadvantage. I think it um, maybe covers up a, a weakness that some other clubs have that uh, maybe doesn't showcase uh, some of our skills uh, playing on the turf but but you never know you know depends on how the ball bounces uh, part of it at this time of year is playing well getting some luck catching a break uh, as well I mean especially if you got good clubs that there's a, a fine line between who's uh, you know who's better or winning and losing such a fine line sometimes that uh, who's on the right end of a, a bad bounce uh, you know, sometimes comes out on top. Mike McGuire here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, I'm really glad that you mentioned Cole Caruso and Troy Hamilton. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to ask about Troy Hamilton here in just a moment. I, I had a chance to watch Col Cole Caruso this weekend as I have the last little bit of this tail end of the season for you. Cole Caruso was your everyday third baseman initially, had to move over to shortstop when Troy Hamilton was out of the lineup for a brief time. There's no question that Cole Caruso can pick it as he proved in one of those plays. Coach, I don't know if it ever made it as a sports center top 10, but the play that he made in that 12-inning marathon against Campbell was without question a sports center top 10 worthy play. Kind of lay out for us, the kind of player Cole Caruso is for your club. Well, Cole is special. Uh, and really, I'm really proud of him. He's taken on such a big role. He's really become quite a leader for our club, but, you know, just, just a sophomore. Uh, it's something we've wanted him to do, but he, one, he plays the way our coaching staff wants you to play. I mean, he's a hard worker. Uh, he grinds, uh, loves the game, uh, is a great teammate, uh, you know, wants his teammates to do well. So he sets all those good examples on those things. And then the other thing I think that I like about him, he doesn't get too high and he doesn't get too low, which it makes him a steady player, and that's what he is. And uh, I tell you, I mean, obviously, or Cole's been our third baseman most of the year. I said all along, I've got the luxury of, uh, you know, I've got two of the best shortstops in the country and certainly uh, have one of the best, if not the best, backup shortstop in the country. I feel that strongly about, you know, what Cole gives us when he slides over and plays shortstop for us. So uh, to have that in your hip pocket, knowing that, you know, you're going to slide a guy over and, and, uh, and he made, he's made some special plays. And, you know, some special plays I've seen Troy make as well. I think it speaks volume about our club. We've had we've been devastated by injuries. Uh, and yet here Indeed. we are, 36 and 20, finished a game out of first place. Uh, the way guys on this team have stepped up throughout the year, <clears throat> I mean, 
you saw this weekend Jake Armsey and Braxton Bodorf making big time plays at third base for us. Yes, sir. And those were names that people hadn't even heard of before, you know, the last week or two. And I, I th- we've seen that all year. I mean, Kyle Hennington's had a great year for us. Easton Carlson's had a great year. I mean, those guys, they hardly played the first 15 games of the year. Uh, now they're regulars forced into issue by, by injury, but they've stepped up. And that's, that's why we've won is the contribution we've gotten as a whole from so many guys. Well, well Coach, I want to address this first of all. I hope that Kyle Hennington, and it sure seemed that Kyle Hennington was okay after that collision with the center field wall. However, and I say this somewhat in jest, perhaps maybe if we're not going to see Kyle Hennington running into the wall pregame or anything during the tournament because it seemed like that after taking that bump in center field, he just went off offensively, uh, had a very productive day that day. He's not thinking of a new ritual before the game or anything, is he? (laughs) No, I don't think so. I, I, he's got some, still got some bruised ribs to, uh, to, to show that uh, you know maybe that wasn't uh, the best way to go in the future. But uh, you can't, uh, you can't fault how hard the kid plays. And I mean, the guys call him Scrappy, and and that's his nickname, and it's, it's that's very fitting. Uh, but you know, we, we. Uh, yeah, I think our trainer popped a couple ribs back into place yesterday. Uh, so it kind of tells you what we're dealing with, but uh, and how tough a kid he is. But yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty scary play there for a minute. Well, it certainly was. I mean, this is a kid that would obviously run through a wall, and he almost literally did that on Saturday. Um, Coach, I, I do want to ask this: Can you speak about the availability of Troy Hamilton for the tournament? Yeah. Uh, Troy practiced yesterday. First practice, first time he's practiced uh, since uh, since he got hit on the hand against Presbyterian College, which was almost uh, th- over three weeks ago. And uh, you know he he uh, took ground balls, hit hit in the cage. Uh, he's the goal is full go practice today. Now I haven't I haven't talked to him today. I don't know how sore he is uh, coming back from yesterday. So. Uh, we're practicing 11 a.m. this morning. I'll get a better feel for that. But uh, the goal is for him to full practice today. And, uh, uh, you know, then that gives us a, a, a day of recovery tomorrow, should it flare up or whatever. But, you know, I don't know if we're going to see, you know, in-season prime Troy Hamilton. You know, I I, I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't picked a bat up for three weeks. He hasn't seen a live pitcher for three weeks. Uh, but having him as an option – or available makes us better, and and you never know. I mean, he gets in there as the seat as the tournament starts, and we play long enough. I mean, he might get his sea legs under him by the end of the tournament. So you know, there's a, and and that, you know, not the other guys have stepped in, done a great job, but you know, Troy's leading our team in hitting. So you know, that's a big loss to have sitting out of there, and uh, not to mention he's you know got power and runs, and you know anchors our defense in the middle. So. Uh, We've done a good job covering up, but uh, we would love to have him back. It just we we've uh, I got asked the other day, does my team have anything left after uh, this past weekend? I just kind of laughed. I said, man, I said we're so competitive, um, and so many guys have stepped up. I said honestly, I feel like we're just getting started. Uh, if you look at how we've played, we we played great the last two games of the PC series at home, 
and then really just kind of started from there. We went to Gardner Webb, you know, swept, went, played very well, played very well at uh, Charleston Southern, and then played very well against Campbell. And we're starting to get healthier. Adam Grove is back now, and you know he's got six, seven games under his belt, um, and uh, you know looks more and more uh, mid-season form each day. And you know Troy, you know playing catch, participating a little bit, and getting him back. I mean that's. You know, we got an arm back uh, this week that uh, had been out. So, you know, we we're adding some pieces that we played a long time without. So, it's guys are pretty excited. Mike McGuire here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, I got time for one final question that I want to ask you. When you get into a, yeah. a conference tournament scenario, obviously you feel like your club's just getting started. Uh, but I want to talk about your closer, the guy that has emerged as the guy – at the end that you have no problem handing the ball to, and that's Jake Kubler. Do you feel like that you're confident enough, and I think I know the answer to this one, do you feel like you're confident enough in Jake Kubler if he's got to go one-on-one -on -one with anybody else in this tournament's closer, do you feel like he's the better of the guys if he's in a one-on-one -on -one situation against the other team's bullpen? Uh, no, no question. I'll give the ball to Jake Kubler 10 times out of 10. And uh, he pitched phenomenally this weekend, as you saw. Yes, he did. Uh, you know, I took him out on I took him out on Saturday. Um, you know, he threw an inning in two thirds on Saturday. Uh, you know, but that's after threw an inning Thursday, uh, two and two thirds, forty eight pitches on on Friday, and then um, he told me before the game on Friday, or excuse me, on Saturday, he said, "I got an inning, Coach. Uh, I got an inning. We got the lead tonight. I got an inning." okay well then you know never in a tie game you know so it's like well, we're not going to have the lead tonight you know so you use your closer a little differently you always use them in a tie game when you're the home team there uh, and I, I brought him in to get out of the jam in the ninth he got the double play ball and then uh, you know I said you know I was going to take him out and uh, he said no oh, coach I got one more or he says I'm good I'm good you know and and he's a competitor so he threw the 10th and relatively unscathed, but I took him out after that. And, and that's because, you know, it wasn't as important as the games were this weekend. It was not win or go home. You sure. know what I mean? And, and there's a difference. And I knew I have to have a fresh and healthy Jake Kubler in the conference tournament. And that's why I took him out. But I can promise you this, this weekend coming up, you know, Jake Kubler's not coming out. You know, um, I don't have another guy over there with capable with the capabilities he's got, and I've got some good guys over there. But uh, Jake's pretty special, and and I think you see a little bit what we lost because he was out last year with Tommy John. I mean, we thought he would have this role a year ago, and we lost him in January. So that uh, you know set us back a little bit, uh, you know, from a, a health standpoint. So. And, and but uh, he's pretty special, and we like having him at the back end for sure. Well, Coach, congratulations on what's been a very good regular season for you. I can't wait to see what happens amongst the four teams in High Point for this weekend's Big South Conference tournament. But I wish you the best of luck, and hopefully, we'll have something to talk about here in a week or so. Depending upon what happens, we'll definitely get you back on the show. 
Well, I appreciate it, Brian. Yes, and I hope so too. Uh, we're looking, guys, are looking forward to it, and we appreciate the following, appreciate the support. Uh, I think we've got a good product, and I think uh, you know one of the things this weekend did was maybe open some eyes for, you know, we've got pretty good baseball right here in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and uh, uh, you know, kind of some attention that kind of think our program has looked forward to. Because um, we've been been good, playing a good schedule, but sometimes you do it in anonymity. Uh, so appreciate all you do. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for joining me this morning. Wish you the best of luck. I'll be in touch with you real soon. Okay, thanks, Brian. All right, folks, when we come back on the other side of the break, we'll be that much closer to Tom Reginas at 8 o'clock this morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be back in just a bit. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget you can find us Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. You can even stream the show on WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you with the next podcast, enjoy your day. We'll see you next time.